Well, welcome back, everybody. This will be uh, the the next episode, I guess I could say it that way, of Spilling the Tea in yeah, Studio know, I mean, D. You know what I'm most excited about? You badgered me so much that we're getting a new intro. Yeah. so <laughs> I'm so excited. Yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah. yeah well, have y'all seen the intro where it looks like I have to go pee and mm-hmm. yeah. got some crazy well, shirt on yeah. and... Yeah, it's pretty bad. It is bad, but well, you know, y'all are mean for me. Your half anyway. That. Mine looks pretty good. I Yours looks thought. good. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're honored today to have two of our literacy specialists. Easy for me to say, right? We got uh, uh, we got Corby and we got Amanda in here, and uh, so uh, we're we're real honored, honestly, to get you guys in here because you know, rise is one of those things the entire education world has had to. Uh, uh, at least uh, dip their toe in it at some point, right? Mm-hmm. So, but before we get going, how about we do this? Y'all uh, kind of introduce yourselves, and then as you're doing that, uh, share with us why you chose education as a profession. You want to go first? You, you go right ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Corby. Um, I'm a literacy specialist, dyslexia specialist here at Dawson. I've just started my fifth year here. Mm-hmm. Starting in education, I remember I was a junior in high school, and I had a study hall, hmm. and I got to go and spend time in a first-grade classroom, and that's that's where it all started. I just fell in love with it. Um, hmm. Amy Snyder, hmm. she can probably. She that was it. Huh? Yes, right. I just, I knew right yeah. then and there. Well, that's awesome. Yep. What about you? Okay, Amanda Bean, literacy specialist here at Dawson as well. Um, for my journey and to why I chose education really kind of boils down to that teacher, Miss uh-huh. um, Jody Wright. She was my fifth grade teacher, uh-huh. and um, she just really was passionate, and I could see it. She was caring, and for me as a child, that is at that point what I needed. And so she really helped me love education and really helped me grow that passion for education. Right. Awesome. My inspiration. Yeah, she was a good one. A very sweet lady as well. So uh, husband was the principal there for a while. It's where where I got my start. So but uh, so I'm real thankful for those guys too. That's been a real long while. Yeah it's it's been a hot (laughs) it's been a hot minute. So anyway, we won't even talk about the fact that she was in high school I, when I was, yeah. Yes. So, so. Uh, that, yeah, that doesn't make me feel old at all. What makes oh. me feel old? <laughs> <laughs> so, so as we're, uh, you know, we mentioned rise, and and most people, uh, I'd say ninety nine point nine percent of folks in education have at least heard the word rise, but they don't know. Some of them, honestly, you know, they say I hear it, but what is it? So give us kind of the, you know, the way up high view and then maybe dial it in a little bit to to what we do here. So that's a big misconception, I think, when it all came out. So RISE is our state initiative. That's Mm -hmm. what we call it. And um, it really was birthed out of our students weren't learning to read. Mm -hmm. And um, some initiative legislation came into place. And so really rises the initiative to strengthen the instruction mm-hmm. and matching research. And mm-hmm. it's really, that's kind of the overview of it, but really our job, the nitty gritty of it is mm-hmm. getting it into the classroom. And it's really the science of reading. Mm-hmm. And for us in the classroom, it's each individual district and teacher, their mm-hmm. needs are so different. Mm-hmm. So it's really supporting them and what their needs are and to where they are in the it. science of reading. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, you know, I, I know early on, 
uh, most specialists, uh, you know, they spend a lot of time uh, really convincing the teachers, you know, hey, this isn't anything against you. It's here to help or enhance what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So, um, I mean, what I find is that, you know, obviously uh, the teachers that are rolling out of the universities right now, they're open to it. Um, but some of the, uh, how should we say it, uh, seasoned teachers, it took them a little while to come around, don't you think? Yes. Well, it took, it took me a while because yeah. that's how I taught. I mean, right. that's how I came out of higher ed. Right. That's in the classroom. That's what I did. So even when it was new to me, it was a big shift for me as well. Mm -hmm. So I think that helps us um, understand where where they mm -hmm. are and to make that connection. Agree. And I think it boils down to rapport too. Mm -hmm. um, so, and I'm going to speak on behalf of Corby as well, but when we go in, we tell them we're mm -hmm. there as a support. We're not here right. as an observer mm -hmm. at all. Right. And really, I mean, I'll say it, it comes down to what do you need? Mm -hmm. The first year teacher needs us to cut out right. lamination. Mm -hmm. I'm mm -hmm. taking it home and I'm going mm -hmm. to help mm -hmm. them Absolutely. cut the lamination right. out. You know, right. that is what they're set on. Yeah. So even for the seasoned teachers, it's still mm -hmm. building that rapport and, yeah. and getting that trust with them that we really truly are a support. Yeah. And we let them know we don't know everything and yeah. it's okay. I mean, but we have resources that we can help you right. and we can uh, find the answers for you. So, and, and the I, proof's in the pudding. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's what I was going to say. I mean, say. it is. It's yeah. it's they if they're if they're skeptical at first, mm -hmm. they see it and they walk it out and they mm -hmm. see the difference and change. Right. And I bet even if when they see the change with the kids and that probably makes a huge difference. Yeah, it's just sure you know, I'm an I'm an old y'all know I'm an old math teacher, but I feel like reading is hands down yeah, that's important. Yeah. But if you can't read, I mean, you're going to have a yeah. rough life ahead of that's you. That's right. So st statistically speaking, uh, kids should be on grade level at, at what grade? The third grade, nine third years grade. old. Yeah. So uh, with that said, I know when Rise first kicked in, like you were saying, uh, legislation call, uh, rolled out because that year in and year out, that was certainly an area that that stood out on the standardized testing that, I mean, these kids weren't on, on point. So um, I, I think, you know, going forward, um, the RISE initiative, I, I don't know. I'm just asking, do they have it like a time that uh, everybody needs to be trained up or what does that look like? So everybody's supposed to show proficiency by 23-24. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. And that's coming up, isn't it? Very yes. close. <laughs> yes. And then everyone coming out of college, though, now has already been, they're being trained in higher ed, right? Yes. Okay. And we actually go into higher, mm -hmm. higher ed in the colleges and, and mm -hmm. teach the courses and, or help. No, we don't teach right. the courses. Yeah. No, we do not teach the courses. Yeah. We right. come as guest speakers, you know, right. in certain areas. Right. Well, and, and I know too, uh, were both of y'all, did y'all get it, uh, any of the training as teachers or did it occur after? Mine occurred after, so mm -hmm. I was hired right when the initiative started. Mm -hmm. um, so no, I was I was out of the classroom in this mm -hmm. role. I uh, required or was uh, had it during mm -hmm. while, while I was a teacher as well. So for me, it was really interesting because I had it as a teacher, but then I also went through it as a TOT. Mm -hmm. Then I went through as now I'm a trainer of it. Right. And so that depth of knowledge, you know, mm -hmm. and I, it still continues to grow. Right. So, but right. yes, so I've had it. 
Yeah, and you know, that's the thing I think that that uh, speaks highly of the two of y'all, like you were saying earlier. I mean, you get in there, get your hands dirty, but even, you know, on, uh, you know, like with the kids. So uh, you, at least you get that part of teaching when you go in, right? That's my favorite part. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mine Never, too. Never, you always miss that. Yeah, mine piece. too. When I've had enough of Candace, that's what I do. I drive to a school and, you know, forget about what a pain she's that's every, in that That's day. every day. So, right. Like, like I'm, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. I think it's the other way around, but okay. So, so uh, I guess at the end of the day, so if everybody's supposed to be proficient, I mean, then what? What if they're not? I mean, so do they have a plan to roll out for that or... Well, it's tied to licensure, so mm-hmm. if you don't show proficiency, you don't renew your right. license. Right, right. Well, well, proficiency at K-6, 712 is just is aware. the awareness. Aware. Yeah, right. Yeah. But even, you know, I went through, I was a principal at the time, and I, we had started the awareness part, and just, it was crazy. when I, I mean, because I truly was watching and trying to understand, and I was just like, this is this is amazing, because I wasn't taught to read like that. You mm-hmm. were not taught to read no. like that. Um, it's... It, it's it was pretty awesome, and that's we what we're say that. that's what we're training. seeing even in our districts. You know, mm-hmm. it, it was the minimum, but now they're seeing how beneficial it is. So they're they're asking all all four of us really, right. Dan and Tammy too, mm-hmm. come in and train some of our seven twelve teachers. So we've seen that a lot this summer. I know Gay Ann's been doing a lot of training um, for seven twelve and what that looks like in the high school classroom. Yeah, and well, the supports. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're asking. We'll have Gay Ann and Tammy in the hot seat mm-hmm. soon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, you guys just had the four, the the so blessing of going first. No. <laughs> as uh, as as far as uh, like the parental piece, you know, when the kids go home, let's talk about how important that is in the overall scheme of a kid getting ready to read. I'm gonna oh, defer. I'm gonna defer. It's hard. Time, the wait time. Yeah. Yes. It's yeah. really hard because parents just want to help. Mm-hmm. They want to do all they can to help. And so um, I think the key piece is just parent-teacher communication, mm-hmm. that the teachers are communicating. This is right. what it looks like. It looks different than how we learn to read right. or right. maybe what you are used to with an older child. Mm-hmm. Um, just communicating with them, hey, can you support me this way? Mm-hmm. And I think parents are um, willing to mm-hmm. do whatever. I agree. Um, I guess the first thing that comes to my mind is, you know, even parent nights on. Mm-hmm. This is the science of reading. This mm-hmm. is what we're doing. Right. You know, there, there's research to back it because I agree with what Corby said. It's parents are willing. Mm-hmm. It's just maybe not necessarily the way they learned it or were taught. And so just kind of apprehensive. It worked for me, right? right. So the way I, I learned how to read. Mm. So why are we changing it? Yeah. Type things. Right. So, you know, just getting and communicating like Corby said, I think is the key. Yeah. A lot of times I find the parents, you know, in, in those type situations, they get a little intimidated. Mm-hmm. And, Very much. and, and, you know, the thing there is, you know, even through adult life, everybody should be learning right day to day. And, uh, but you know, what are some, let's just say a few basic things maybe that parents could do to, to make sure that the kids are, you know, doing what they need to do. Read to your kids. Yes. Mm-hmm. Read to your kids. They're not going to naturally by osmosis pick it up. You right. Know, there has to be instruction, but reading, just read to your kids. Mm-hmm. And I think of even just the oral language part mm-hmm. right. with technology mm-hmm. that we have now. And I'm guilty as a parent. Right. You know, my kids are on devices. Mm-hmm. But that oral language piece, we've got to talk to our kids. Mm-hmm. We've got to communicate. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yeah and, and yeah, and I mean that's that is almost a lost art right mm-hmm. there, you know, because not only that, there's a bazillion things that kids can do now that I mean we probably didn't have the opportunity. I could say me anyway didn't have the <laughs> opportunity, but uh, you know, reading to your kids, I I mean, I that's what I tell folks too. You know, when we get in that conversation, you know, don't overlook that. It sounds so simple, but I you know I told them I said hey. You know, once they're born, you know, get them involved and, and, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully help develop that love of reading. And uh, so. Uh, Do the voices. Ask the yes. questions. Exactly. Silly. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Create that love yeah. for reading. Yeah. So uh, let's talk uh, dyslexia for just a second. I mean, you're our specialist here. So uh, tell uh Enlighten us, I guess is the best way to say that. So what exactly is a dyslexia specialist? Hmm. Some days I don't know. Right. right. Yeah. You right. should have said, I don't know, Mr. Beckwith, what yeah. is a dyslexia yeah. specialist? Yeah. Right. <laughs> what does my description say? Mm-hmm. Right, right. So even just today, I've got a training going on. I've mm-hmm. got all my dyslexia contacts together. Right. And Wow, that's it. I wasn't prepared for that mm-hmm. question. Really, it's um, almost like a liaison mm-hmm. and making sure if they have questions, even about the law, what does that, what does it look like in my district? Right. Um, the RTI process. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just like, I know that you have a lot of resources. Yes. Just making sure that they're informed about yes. all sorts of things. Well, you, you know, one of the crazy things about dyslexia, I mean, Arkansas was really late to the party on that. I mean, for years, they didn't even recognize it, you know, as a, I, I guess, uh, what am I trying to say? You know, um, a handicapping um, uh, like a like a yeah learning learning disability yeah, disability yes. that's what I'm trying to and say. And it's to get still there. classified as learning disability. Right. I think the shift that we finally made is students no longer have to wait it to be to qualify for special ed right. to get the services they need. What right. we know about dyslexia is it's they can learn to read. Mm-hmm. You know, if we intervene early and quickly with. Um, the right methods. Right. Well, I, I mean, the first time I was ever exposed to, I uh, actually was a high school principal and, and really hadn't, I mean, hadn't had anybody or didn't know that we had anybody, but we had one move in from Texas and I think she was doing the Barton Lex or whatever. And they were asking us about that. We're like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we had to reach out um, to the folks in Texas to kind of come back. But I mean, I, you know, I'm pretty proud of the work that the state has put into that because mm-hmm. again, that's one of those things I think once, uh, you know, the state identified it and recognized it, uh, you know, you guys are the professionals, but you know what to look for. Right. And in the beginning, uh, like I said, it was one of those things where, you know, mom and dad, and a student were trying to hide it. But mm-hmm. it, I mean, they, and there's lots of folks that I know that, you know, that, that have told me, you know, and even in their adult life, they struggle. And that's why. So I, I think the quicker we can identify it and the quicker we can treat it, the better off those kids are going to be down the road. So, well, and, um, I don't know if I can go off on this, how long we have, but just my personal story of it is, um, that I think that makes me so passionate about it is I have two, two kiddos, Gerson, mm-hmm. you know, we call him the young Sheldon. He came mm-hmm. out and he was just, I mean, he just was one of those natural readers. They grew up right. in the same household, same parents, mm-hmm. reading to them voraciously. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
when when Gatlin started learning to read, I, I knew you know uh-huh. she was struggling. Something's something's not not clicking. She's she's got a struggle, and so um, through the years, and even in taking this position and learning about mm-hmm. it, we recognize she's got right. she's got dyslexia, and so as a mama of Mm -hmm. two different kiddos, you know, so I can see when I go in and and support and do what I need Mm -hmm. to do, I I can see it from a proficient reader side and from a struggling reader side. Right. So, yeah. And and that's the thing. I think you guys are really good at, you know, laying out some exercises or however you want to term that uh, to to make life make sense again, Mm -hmm. because some of those folks, like I said, I mean, they, they really struggle and it's not something, you know, everybody wants to admit or, or what have you. But once it's been identified and you start throwing some strategies at it and, and they see success, that's what's uh, been impressive to me are the strategies. And uh, you see those kids, you know, just take off from there. So it's, mm-hmm. yeah, it's something that needed to be addressed, but uh, you, you know, we could spend all day on that. Um Let's talk a little bit about the. Uh, um, I know y'all were involved. I think a little bit with the Dolly Parton Imagination Library. So, uh, with that being said, uh, we weren't. Oh, are you not? I thought, I thought we you weren't. guys were. Well, this. Hey, when uh, I saw Dolly Parton, I right. signed up, and yeah. then it was. Yeah. Yeah. Then we didn't get to go. This is why. This is why we should prepare <laughs> for the podcast. Not okay. This is no. why we we're should prepare. Hey. Hey, let, let me tell you this. I'm I'm prepared every day, right? Yeah, she rolled up in here the first day with a notebook, and I said, "What are you doing?" Well, I'm writing questions out. I said, "No, throw that out." So I can't. The, the type A mm, can't I prepare. Do, I do know because I signed my nephews up for it. You know, at birth through five years, yes. so they get a right. book monthly, right? Um, sent to their home. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> and that's that's yeah. my extent. Yeah, yeah. right, right. But the the good news is. You know, Arkansas, I, I think pretty much every county now yes, uh, participates in it. And, you know, I, I can remember, you know, first time I heard about that, obviously, in Tennessee was huge, you know. And uh, as it started growing in Arkansas, I mean, you know, what an incredible uh, uh, opportunity it is for because, you know, kids love to get mail or what have you anyway. But when when it's a book. You know, they they get really charged up, and, and again, that's where the parents got to step in and make it happen. So. And it has their name on it. Uh-huh. Yeah, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's really neat. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, uh, you know, the thing that we like to do toward the end here, we'll wrap up just a little bit, but we got a couple of questions that we like to to ask you. They're like and, great, and, and they're easy though, or should be. Um, so, if you weren't teaching. What do you think you would have would be doing, or what would you want to be doing? You going? I guess I would. I would probably be some sort of business owner. Mm-hmm. Maybe own a little boutique, mm-hmm. sales. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Something like that. Mm-hmm. What about you? A pediatrician. Wow. Wow. I didn't <laughs> know that about yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. And so I think about it oftentimes because I'm like. I have enough years of education that I could have been right, right. a pediatrician, but I think, yeah, mm-hmm. a pediatrician. Well, if you think about it like this, on a lot of levels, though, you, you are kind of, you know, helping exactly. kids and mm-hmm. yeah, doing that heart work with them. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah there you Very go. similar. That's right. That's just like Sarah. She's, you know, going to school to be radiology tech. And I was like, are you sure you don't want to be a teacher? She's like, no. 
but she does want to work with kids. Yeah. So right. she did get that piece. Yeah. I love it. She's really yeah. good with kids. Yeah. But anyway. So the other question is, uh, I mean, one of that we throw out there is just, uh, you know, uh, what's on your playlist? If we were to jump in your car, take a ride around the building, oh. what what would be... What would we be hearing oh, there? Oh, this is getting personal, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. You're like not telling. No. I mean, when it just it just depends. Right. When I'm driving down here and I'm getting ready for a PD, you're probably going to mm -hmm. hear some old school mm -hmm. rap and right. them. Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. Well, for me, I guess I have to say I really don't have my own personal playlist, but I have a Bailey's playlist and I have mm. an Adeline's playlist. Oh, I got you. Mm. Yeah. So Bailey's playlist, we're listening to country. Mm -hmm. Adeline is more of the hip hop and rap. Right. Mm -hmm. right. So those are my two different mm -hmm. personalities. Yeah. I would say country too, not yeah. the new techno right. country. Right. Like good, yeah. it's like oh, right. good, pretty country, yes. country yes. music. Yeah, actual country. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah I cracked up. I, I listen to Bobby Bones sometimes and Lunchbox was on there and they played a Randy Travis song and he didn't know who he was. And I was yeah. like, he doesn't know who Randy Travis yeah. is. I feel yeah. old at this point. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and and when I was working in radio, it, that's where it was. It was in the sweet spot of, of the mid-90s. And I mean, that's when the good stuff was out. So, but, uh, yep. you know, as as for me, I'm, I'm, I'm very eclectic too. I mean, I may, you know, have some gospel rolling at one point and then, like you're saying, end up on the other end of the spectrum with Eminem. Mm -hmm. Uh, you can probably hear me coming in every day. Candace knows not to call me on my on my commute because that, that's, that's my prep time. Exactly. That's my gear up time. I started to be mean right. just call him every morning. Just like, yeah. oh, never mind. Yeah. Then call yeah. Him. Never mind. So I just listen to this morning. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what about you? I don't know that you've even said what you My music? To. Yeah. Oh God. I listen to everything. Mm -hmm. Like I really, you know, I'm Guns and Roses and mm -hmm. Nelly. He knows I love Nelly. Like, yeah. I love Nelly. Right. It's like if I if I need to just kind of stress, you know, if I'm stressed or whatever, I'll just throw on some Nelly. But I'm like you, I kind of some days if I'm having a tough time, I'll flip it on Caleb for a little bit and get a little get a little encouragement. But sometimes I just want to turn it up and jam out, you know. <laughs> yeah, that reminds me of a story that uh, a former employee that uh, said that, you know, get all mad, you know, they're listening uh, with road rage or whatever was something going on said they have to repent and put it on Caleb. Yeah. So, been there, done that. Yeah. So. so where did you guys go to high school? Jesseville. Okay. I was thinking that you went to Jesseville. I went to Cutter Morningstar. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh. See, so got a connection to both. Live in Jesseville, Cutter graduate. Oh, yeah. So we got all the bases covered. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I hear you. That's awesome. So uh, any parting advice, if you could, you know, tell – Tell parents, obviously, reading to your kids, but uh, anything else you think that would help them, you know, hit that goal by third grade? Being involved. Mm -hmm. Being involved in right. their lives. Right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Walking, support. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I agree. Um, and I, I think what I'm going to say really kind of is the same, but even modeling that, mm -hmm. like, and right. I have to say myself as a parent, mm -hmm. I don't know that I model that enough that right. I'm going to sit down with my book and I'm going to read. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, so what I'm mm -hmm. asking my kid to do, actually doing that myself. Right. So, yeah. I mean, it's easy for me to sit here and, and say this now because, you know, we're empty nesters, but, you know, patience is a big part of that mm -hmm. too. 
And, and I know in this hustle and bustle world, a lot of times, I mean, it's like we got to have a schedule for everything. So in my mind, that's that's pretty important, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, math nerd, you got anything else to say before no. we get out of here? No, but you're right. I probably should have. I had to really make myself read to Sarah when she was younger because it was difficult. And I probably I should have modeled it more. Right. But, um, yeah. I, I, I say math nerd. She was literally working on a problem as we crossed the street for somebody. <laughs> Not for fun. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, think, uh-huh. I had a friend text and say, hey, could, I don't know how to work this problem. Could you do it? And I'm just so nice that I'm yeah. trying to work it out, yeah. which I'll finish it when we get done with the podcast yeah. that we didn't prepare for. Yeah. <laughs> Never do. So okay. That's well, true. we appreciate y'all coming over today. Um, and, and like I said, you, mm-hmm. you guys are doing great work. We appreciate that for sure. And I want to just give a plug to the schools, to which I tell them all the time. But if you guys, if y'all need something, you need to holler at all of our specialists. They're amazing, and they work very hard for our schools. Right. So we appreciate you guys. Thank you. Yeah, well, thanks for coming. And that'll do it for this session, I guess, of Spilling the Tea in Studio D.